Where does Odell Beckham land? We're talking all that and more on today's episode of Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how are you today? I'm great. How about you? Yeah, I'm good as well. Good. Um, things things are sure slowing down in the NFL when it comes to free agency, Matt. Uh, we had uh, the flurry of news that we talked about last week, and now not so much, right? It's only been a week. I mean, it seems like three months ago we talked about legal tampering and things like that. It's basically been a week. I mean, it's crazy. There are two uh, former MVP quarterbacks looming around that maybe will change teams someday or won't, or there'll be news. Uh, who knows? But I, I'm kind of tired of those subjects. Yeah, no kidding. We opened uh, we opened last uh, Tuesday show, I believe it was, explaining to our listeners that we had decided to wait and we were trying to wait until we had some official news on, on uh, Aaron Rodgers, And we finally gave up that way. Man, here we are a week later, a week plus later, almost. And uh, still nothing seems like the Packers are holding their ground, which I don't really blame them. Honestly. I mean, why, why make this easy on the jets? Why make it easy on Aaron Rodgers at this point? So um, we'll see what happens with that one. And yeah, we're, we're obviously still waiting on Lamar as well. I did hear, I heard about some interest in the Colts, which I do think the Colts make the most sense at this point. Um, Yeah. Definitely nothing official on that, that I've seen, but um, that they are, potentially interested in uh offering him a contract or an offer sheet and uh i mean that's that's the closest we've got at this point to anything and when it comes to interest on lamar jackson yeah i've heard that too and i i I love that fit you could have a jalen hurts-esque you know type of offense with with sean with, with stike in there there's some pieces in place you know taylor and jackson in the same backfield would be crazy to deal with um, I, I don't know if I want to give up number four though. You know, I might want to wait till after the draft to do that. Yeah. Yeah. We had mentioned that as an, yeah, as a possibility last week. And if they do wait until post draft, they keep that four pick, they offer their, uh, what, I guess they're 24 and 25 first rounders. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the way that goes, uh, which would definitely be interesting. No, no doubt. Matt, we did have, we had, we had a few, nuggets of news and i mean we're really stretching here but um, sunday night i thought this one was interesting sunday night it came in and i don't think uh, kate and marcus even talked about this one on monday i don't believe but mac hollins to the atlanta falcons hollins had a solid year for the raiders last year uh, moves on to atlanta did not did not get much money so it's a one-year deal for uh just just a couple million i believe uh, that's that's not much money to those guys. I wish I had that that, <laughs> that little problem, money. Yeah. yeah, but um, yeah. I mean, I would assume that means there was not a ton of interest in Hollins. I think he works perfect in that offense. And uh, I mean, obviously Pitts and uh, London and London. John thank who, you. Yeah, uh, Pitts and London are there as, as the top options, presumably. But they really had nothing at wide receiver too. So 
I mean, we're, we're digging deep here, but I really do like this landing spot for Mac Collins. I do too. I think it's maybe better for the Falcons than it is for our terms. Cause I mean, he's, I mean, he has a great special teams background. I mean, that's his mentality. He's a big, strong receiver. He blocks in the run game. Obviously that's going to be important to them. And now they have like four king size guys, including John yeah. U. Smith. You know, I mean, it's pretty obvious what they're looking for that. I don't think they want the, uh, the Edelman's of the world necessarily. I mean, they want big physical guys who are going to run the football the problem is the passing ball. Any pitch owner will tell you the passing volume just isn't there. Yeah, it looks like that. I mean, I think we can assume that's going to continue to be an issue. Um, haven't yeah. upgraded at quarterback. I mean, they did add um, added Taylor Heineke. So mm-hmm. it looks like it'll be Heineke and Desmond Ritter there, but um, probably not much else. So, yeah, yeah, certainly not, not a great a, passing game. Not right. a great situation, but I did think, did think that was good, as I said, for um, for Mac Collins. A couple oh, other yeah. small moves. O.J. Howard to the Raiders. I mean, maybe maybe a shimmer of hope for his dynasty value. He was essentially uh, essentially worthless in dynasty the past couple of years. Has has bounced around, and we really haven't seen him get on the field too much. Uh, of course, the Raiders trade Darren Waller. They have not, uh, as of now, signed. Uh, resigned Foster Moreau. I know he's still hanging out there as well. So uh, for now, OJ Howard looks like the starter in uh, in Vegas. Helps his value. Some some real small moves here. Trent Sherfield yeah, to the Bills. Right, right. Zach Pascal to the Cardinals. I did like this one, Matt. Uh, what about Dalton Schultz to the Houston Texans? Uh, we Ooh. we just had we had no interest really seemingly with these tight ends uh, on the free agent market. You know, Mike Gesicki took a, took a smaller than expected deal with the Patriots. Right, uh, I haven't right. seen the terms on, uh, on Schultz's deal. Actually, I, here it is one year, $9 million. So oh, okay. uh, kind of similar. Right around the franchise tag or the end. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was shocked. He didn't have more interest going into this, this contract. And I think it's a great one for Houston. They have the money. You're going to have a young quarterback. He's an established player. It's not to the same level, but they just extended Tunsil. They traded for Mason. You know, like, give me some veterans that have won games and played in this league and have have had success and are having good careers around a young quarterback. I mean, even Robert Woods. I mean, not that he's super exciting, but those guys have all played a lot of meaningful football where most off-seasons, the Texans are just getting – free agent after free agent at league minimum and hoping somebody hits. I mean, so at least they're like building something. I mean, I can see where this offense is going. I don't know. It's a great move for Schultz dynasty wise, but it's not bad. I mean, he's not competing for, you know, against Justin Jefferson and Jamar chase or anything for targets. Yeah. My, my co-host on the DLF dynasty podcast, Matt price always when, when looking at fantasy tight ends, always wants a player who can be a top two target on his team. And, and okay. you look at this situation, and obviously, I mean, we expect the Texans to add more to their pass-catching core, but after trading Brandon Cooks over the weekend, you know, they're left with um, Nico with and- Nico Collins, with Robert right, Woods, right. who they brought in earlier, and, uh, you know, John Mechie, we're, we're hoping he can Hopefully, sure. uh, get back and, and have a role. I mean, Dalton Schultz certainly looks like he could be a top two uh, target if if not the leading target in this offense 
Yeah, I mean, even if they draft Jordan Addison or Johnston or whomever with that second first round pick, I mean, it take, might take them a while. So this is a better landing spot than I initially thought, you know. I did want to check in with you, Matt, on some players that we have not heard a ton about necessarily so far. These are players still sitting out on free agent. These are on on the free agent streets. These are certainly dynasty relevant players, although for the most part, we're we're not looking at any superstars here outside of Odell Beckham. OBJ still out there, reportedly interest from multiple teams. We heard the $20 million uh, contract demand. He kind of uh rebuffed that a little bit and uh, talked about four mil four million was not enough. We can presume he got an offer uh for for that amount. Um where would you like to see OBJ land at this point? Hmm. Baltimore's interesting just because I think they're going to change how they play no matter who their quarterback is. And is that the currently weakest set of receivers in the league? You know, I mean, Chicago's obviously upgraded. Atlanta's a lot better, you know. Um, Green Bay would be of interest as well. I mean, I, Odell's done a lot of stuff lately, and all of a sudden, you know, he's not getting any action. I mean, is he overvaluing himself? Are team doctors afraid of him? I wonder if something doesn't happen quick, you know, is he going to loom out there all summer again? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough to, tough to figure out that situation. We still, obviously we still like the talent, but in some ways it's almost a Michael Thomas situation where we haven't Mm. seen him in, uh, in over a year and we have to start questioning what does he have left health wise, age wise. Can he still be a, a fantasy starter? I know we had already, a lot of dynasty players had already given up on him and, and kind of, rejuvenated his career there a little bit um towards the uh the in the Rams playoff run and, and Super Bowl yeah, yeah. run Super Bowl, before right. that injury. So Beckham's a tough one right now to figure out what to do in, in in dynasty circles. Matt, we've we kind of joked at the beginning of the show that things were slowing down and and again pull pulling back the curtain here. We're recording this on on Monday afternoon. We want to have this show out for you Uh, for you guys as early on Tuesday as we can. We're getting some breaking news here. Devin Singletary to the Houston Texans. So we just talked about Houston signing Dalton Schultz. Now they've added uh, Devin Singletary as well. I don't get this one at all. I mean, Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary seem like pretty much the same type of running back to me. Singletary's smaller and isn't, the great pass catcher you want him to be, you know, and, I, and maybe that's where you're going with this. I mean, I think Pierce is the better ball carrier. I think he's hard oh, yeah. on the ground, you know, right, right, right. I mean, as ball carriers are a little different, but I, I, I look at this and think, man, probably could have been a lot worse for Pierce. You know, if, if your competition is going to be Singletary, he should beat that maybe in all three downs and it's, you know, you give Singletary a series here and there. Um, it is further proof, just like we were talking about with Schultz, that Houston is doing some things on offense that are respectable. You know, and they're 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 adding NFL players for the first time in a while, which you wouldn't think is a high bar, but it has been for this team lately. Well, and I'm not sure it makes much sense. I know, I know, if if they have the cap money, they have to spend it, but mm-hmm. to bring in Schultz, to bring in Robert Woods and Singletary, like. I mean, By the time are, are you're they, good, are they still good? Yeah, what's happening here? The Singletary deal is <laughs> is a one-year contract for just under $4 million. So um, 
would assume would still assume Pierce is the starter there. I think Pierce's value had already been dropping. This probably drops it uh, even further, although I, I do look at him still as the starter. Me too. Matt, let's take a little break. We are going to uh, we're going to be continuing or going back to our rookie profile series, and we're talking about the player who might be the top overall pick in the NFL draft. That's who we're talking about today. We'll do that right after this. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because no, new customers now get a no-sweat first bet, up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. I use it all the time. Uh, then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained, whatever you want. Player props, play, uh, player points, rebounds, assists. So many uh, exclusive bets and varieties you can do here. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Matt, I said we were talking about the potential 101 pick in the NFL draft. And since the uh, Carolina Panthers made that move to acquire that pick, the the books have changed on this. It was, mm-hmm. uh, it was of course, Bryce Young as the favorite for quite a while. We have talked about Bryce Young on here already. If you missed that, go check that out from a couple weeks ago. But today we're talking about the new odds-on favorite to be the top pick, and that is C.J. Stroud, the quarterback from Ohio State. Uh, Stroud is six foot three, two hundred fourteen pounds. Just 21 years old still. He was a five-star recruit, uh, of course, landing at Ohio State, redshirted as a freshman, and then uh, we we saw the past two years with him starting for one of the best teams in the country. Uh, As a redshirt freshman, over 4,000 yards, actually over 4,400 passing yards, 44 touchdowns, and just four interceptions. Followed that up with... Uh, over 3,600 yards, 41 touchdowns. He was a Heisman finalist in both seasons. And at the NFL Combine, he told me and told everyone else uh, hanging around his his podium, which was uh, a large number of people, that he thought over the past two seasons he was the best player in college football. And, yeah. y- you know, obviously you can argue that because He's he didn't take argue. home, he didn't take home uh, the, either of the those Heisman the trophies. Right, right. right. But – if you're looking at the past two seasons combined, I think he's got a pretty good argument. What uh, What's your early take on C.J. Stroud? Yeah, 85 touchdown passes in two years is pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pretty, pretty good, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I was very prejudiced against him, to be honest with you. And Really? Okay. Because he's an Ohio State quarterback. I mean, my son is 16 years old and pretty advanced, as you can imagine, as a football watcher for a 16-year-old. But for whatever reason, since he's been like for the last 12 years, he's been an Ohio State fan. I don't know why. Whatever. They're (laughs) an easy team to root for. They're not that far. Whatever. They're on TV here a lot. And like a year ago, he goes, Dad, has Ohio State ever pumped out a good NFL quarterback? Uh, No, son. They haven't. Zero, basically. I mean, and maybe Fields breaks that mold. I mean, he's far from out of the woods, but he's promising. And Bryce Young deals with this as well. It's like. 
well, you know, CJ Stroud is throwing literally to four or five first round receivers. You mean Conan Harrison and those guys. He's always more talented than the team around him. There's complaints like he doesn't run enough. Well, because he's never really had to. I mean, like his life as an NFL or as a as a college quarterback is about as cushy as it gets. But that's jersey scouting and they teach you know, helmet scouting. That's not, right. you know, he's not the same as the quarterbacks from the 70s and the 80s and 90s at Ohio State. And I do think he has a lot of momentum. I mean, that Georgia game was very, very impressive. And then he follows it up with a really impressive combine showing. And yep. the more I look into him, the more I like him. And I don't think most years he's the first overall pick. I mean, I think he's, you know, and me still might not be in this one. Bryce Young still has a pro day and everyone's been gaining hype while Bryce Young just kind of wears his big cushy sweatshirt and weighs in at 200 pounds and doesn't do anything wrong. (laughs) But boy, Stroud throws the ball really well. I like his makeup. I mean, I think he reads defense as well. Um, He's a really good prospect. See, you said I don't know. You said you in a in a typical year he might not be the top overall pick. I mean, Maybe. I I look yeah. at him. I look at the the accuracy, uh, the arm strength is, you know, it's not the cannon maybe that Will right. Levis has and and bragging about, but it's certainly very good. Um, the size, the prototypical size that you want for an NFL quarterback, mm-hmm. and it just feels like this guy was made to be the top overall pick. And in a year, while yeah, we do have four, you know, four quarterbacks vying for that top overall spot or, or at one point in contention. Um, I, I mean, Bryce Young obviously has his his question marks, uh, namely when it comes to size. Sure. Anthony Richardson has uh, reasons to uh, reason has given us reasons to be concerned. And same for Will Levis. Like, I don't know what's taken so long for Stroud to to climb up this. Uh, this mountain of quarterbacks and be uh, really be viewed as, as the runaway top overall pick. Uh, that's, that's kind of how I view how okay. I have viewed him uh, really for the past year or so. Um, you talked about the running ability and, and that was a big topic at his, uh, at his media time at the combine. Um, you know, people, people were asking about that. I think that that was something that, I'm sure the teams wanted to know, certainly fantasy players want to know those, those legs that he showed off that running ability that he showed off in the uh, college football playoffs against Georgia. Is he going to be able to continue that in the NFL? Because that really, really changes his fantasy value and his dynasty value. Um, And at this point I'm, I'm expecting him to run the ball quite a bit more than what we saw. I don't, you know, we we didn't even see Justin Fields run the ball that much at Ohio State. No, so I was going to say that too, I, right? You know, or even early into the Bears, right? I mean, whether it's a scheme thing, as you mentioned, that uh, you know, in, in most Throwing games, pretty good they're, receivers. <laughs> yeah, they're just <laughs> yeah. not they're not that desperate that they necessarily have to run the ball with the, with the quarterback uh, very often. So, uh, whatever the reason might be. Mm-hmm. Um, of Doesn't course, have Georgia's defense chasing after him every week, you know, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, we, yeah. we've seen fields break, break away from that stigma and become, you know, the best running quarterback, uh, in the league. And I mean, on, on his way to becoming one of the best running quarterbacks of all time, which sounds crazy after a year and a half in the league, but I mean, he, he the, numbers set the regular bonkers. season record, 
uh, one week, the next week he, he nearly broke that record. So uh, he certainly has that ability. I don't know if Stroud's going to hit those type of numbers, No, he won't, but I do right. think he can, uh, he can give us, uh, he can give us adequate fantasy numbers on the ground as a ball carrier to go along with his passing skills. Yeah. I mean, I think he'll probably run Kenny Pickett-esque, you know, as a rookie, which is pretty good, you know, 10, yeah. 20 yards a game, maybe a little more than that and end up in the end zone here and there. And we know how that, you know, supplements your fantasy scoring week to week. I mean, uh, his life's not going to be as easy with Carolina or Houston or whoever than it was at Ohio State. He's going to have to improv. And we know the league has embraced that lately. You know, go ahead, run, run while you learn. And he's pretty advanced in terms of the passing stuff. Yeah, very good point. Uh, Matt, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about CJ Stroud, his dynasty value, and his NFL draft value. The built March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now it's your time to make it count. Go to builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorites. Uh, I would probably go for Choro for mine. That's been the new one that's been popping up here that when I get my hands on it is wonderful, but usually my son scarfs it down before I can get there. So if you want, you know, you, you vote for your bars there, support your team, support your bar or puff. And when you vote for your favorite built bar or puff, you will be entered into a drawing where 15 lucky locked on listeners will get a free box of built. Uh, not only that, but one locked on fan will win a 12 months for subscription to built. And if you have built's best bars or puff delivered monthly straight to your door. So you got to try built built is the best protein bar ever. I mean, seriously, they're so amazing. You won't think it's good for you. Uh, what makes you know built bars and puffs so unbelievably good. Well, for starters, they're very high in protein, low in sugar, but they're still covered with 100% real chocolate, which is crazy. I mean, the, the um, so here's what you got to do. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. Uh, you can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Now make your second listen locked on NFL scouting with the draft dudes from free agency to the draft salary cap management and more join NFL experts, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday, find locked on NFL scouting with the draft dudes, wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Matt, let's finish up the conversation around C.J. Stroud. Uh, looking over it, grinding the mocks, he is projected to be the third overall pick in the quarterback, too. Of course, they include all mock drafts, not only the more recent ones, but everything that's out there. Uh, so possibly some some old data skewing that because, sure. as I mentioned at the top of the conversation, once Carolina acquired that pick, you know, Josh McCown is on that Carolina coaching staff now, and, and uh, he has he has raved about Stroud as a uh, as an NFL prospect. I think we have to assume that CJ Stroud is going to be a Carolina Panther at this point. Sure. And you hinted at it before. If that's the case, uh, you know, Adam Thielen and Terrace Marshall and LaVisca Chenault. I mean, I know these are NFL players and, and, uh, right. and certainly in Thielen's case has been a very 
very, very high level NFL player, but he's used to throwing to those, those it's young not stars, Smith right? And Jigba, yeah, right. It's not Smith, Smith uh, and Jigba and Marvin Harrison, Harrison and, right. Uh, Chris Olave and uh, who am I forgetting? Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson right? It's, right? It's not no, those exactly. guys. Right. So uh, he's going to have a downgrade when it comes to uh, his NFL receiving core. And even if he's not the first pick, we would say the same about the Houston Texans or, or most of those other teams early in the draft. If it's Stroud to Carolina, how are you feeling about him in his rookie year? Oh, not good. I, I mean, sure. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Fair. Lawrence was a better prospect than it was a disaster. I mean, it's not unusual to uh, pick over. A- I mean, that was it, that was a lot due to the coaching staff. Oh, right? I know, I know. It, I mean, it's hard to separate uh, his performance. That was low hanging fruit, or, or right. Fields was struggle as a rookie. Okay, or, yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of. I mean, early draft picks go to bad teams, and it usually doesn't go well right away. But they're a really aggressive organization, starting with David Tepper. And then I absolutely think maybe more than any team in the league, if they need something, he'll go out and buy it for them. You know, I mean, if it's a receiver, I'm talking like after this year. You know, I mean, they're going to suffer this year. Maybe they'll add a DJ Chark. I mean, he's still out there. He's They flirted with him. Yeah. They do have a good O-line. Miles Sanders is there now. I'm sure they'll try to run the ball and play defense in week one or year one. And that's not going to get us many fantasy points. But if you look at Carolina big picture – Yes, they gave up a lot of picks, so they don't have a ton of draft equity going forward. But they have, like, bears-like cap space a year from now. So they can make the DeAndre Hopkins-type trade. You know I mean? They can they can get things next offseason. I just think fantasy owners are going to suffer for a year. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And, yeah. and like you said, that's uh, probably should be expected, really, with Stroud and, and all of these rookie Yeah, that's not uncommon. Uh, looking, I, at I also trust Frank Reich to handle things well with him. Yeah. I think point. he's going to a good coach. Yeah. Looking at dynasty value for CJ Stroud in the rookie rankings. These are super flex rankings from dynasty league football. Uh, Stroud is second overall and he is the quarterback one. Uh, so of course, behind Bijan Robinson okay. ahead of Bryce young, ahead of Anthony Richardson and, uh, and, everyone else. Uh, the rookie yeah. ADP is the exact same second overall QB one. Uh, all of this data is post combine. I know a couple weeks ago we were talking about some, um, some data that had kind of gotten a little stale as the, after the combine, this is post combine. So, uh, Richardson was a big riser, but did not, did not overtake CJ Stroud in ADP or in rankings and moving over to startup ADP, uh, CJ Stroud is quarterback. 13. So already looking like uh, a borderline QB one in dynasty, just outside of those top 12. Uh, you feel, you feel that's about right. Value wise. None of that surprises me. Richardson's just built for fantasy though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, he's, he could be more than hurts, you know? Um, the only thing that shocks me out of the ADPs you just mentioned I don't know that I, I'm pretty, I know I could come up with 13 quarterbacks I would trade him for right now. Like, I don't think he's at like the DAC level or uh, I know we did do recently do quarterbacks. I guess once it gets outside the top 10, it starts to get pretty questionable. You get into the, the Tua's and the yeah, I was going to say Tua yeah. is who I was going to mention. Do you want, Tua, okay. do you want Tua or Stroud, Tua or Bryce Young? I think it's fair to take the young guys with the questions around, it is. around Tua right now. Yeah, I mean, he's done it, and he's in an awesome system. I'm not even sure if Miami's owner likes him, though. 
<laughs> you know, like, one more injury, they might ship him out. Old Brady out uh, of retirement or something, right? Yeah, very true. That will do it for today's show. Please make right. sure to download and subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty on Twitter. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL. I'm Ryan MC23, and we'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.